With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Streets of San Francisco. A Quinn Martin production. Starring Carl Malden. Also starring... Jimmy! I got one thing! Jimmy! Tonight's episode... Mr. Nobody. That is who I am. Welcome to a Friday, Flashback Friday episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show, episode number 1,092. If you're listening the day it's uploaded, we're getting ready for the weekend. That's right. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi there, and welcome to this episode, and let's just make sure Kimmy is okay. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And how are you? I'm all right. You doing well? I am. Getting all energized and ready for the big, uh, big holiday weekend. Oh, yeah. Are you getting ready to go out and see the uh, movie Rogue One again? Uh, nah. Oh, really? Really? You don't want to see Rogue One again? Nah. I I want to see Rogue One again. Do you? Yes, I do, especially for the last five minutes of Rogue One. I think you know why. Yeah. I want to see Rogue One again just because of that. Uh-huh. And definitely going to own the DVD just because of those last few minutes. Don't want to spoil it for anybody. Just going to say lightsaber. And that's all I'm going to say. A lightsaber does appear for those who have not seen it in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's there, there's not Jedis in this movie. Right. You know, But in the last five minutes, there's a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. And that alone, because of that, I will see that movie again. Okay. And have the special Blu-ray edition when it comes out. Kimmy, we have your holiday present online here. You have not been able to secure this holiday gift any of the times we've been playing Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia. Are you ready to give it a shot one more time? Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have my present? Of course I do. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, here we go. It's a Friday, December 23rd, and we're moving over to the Almanac online for Kimmy here her opportunity to get her holiday gift ahead of time or maybe even at all that's possible who knows here we go Kimmy moving over to the almanac it was on this date in history our very first question is the poem a visit from St. Nicholas by Clement C. Moore was published that's the one is twas the night before Christmas you know the poem mm-hmm Give me within 50 years that it was published for the very first time. Oh, my. Within 50 years. Wow. Yes. 1850. You said 1850? Mm-hmm. You got it because it's 1823 when that was published for the very first time. Cool. You're on the plus side there. It was 1880. Thomas Edison incorporated the Edison Electric Light Company of Europe. It was 1888 following a quarrel with Paul Gauguin. Dutch painter decided to cut part of his own ear. He wanted to cut off his earlobe. That's what he did. Cut off part of his own earlobe. And then gave it to a prostitute for safekeeping. Can you tell me who that artist 
was. Van Gogh. That's right, Vincent Van Gogh, who did that in 1888. You're still on the plus side there. It was 1930, Kimmy. Listen carefully. Ruth Elizabeth Davis, an unknown actress, arrives in Hollywood and goes under contract to Universal Studios. Universal changes her name for film. What did they change it to? They changed it from what? From Ruth Elizabeth Davis. Hmm. No she would idea. become iconic. The last name would be kept. Betty Davis. That's correct, Kimmy. 1930 is when that happened. 1938, Mrs. Wiggs of the Cabbage Patch, a radio program, was heard for the final time on radio. And no, we will not be sampling Mrs. Wiggs of the Cabbage Patch. Kimmy, I know you're disappointed. Aww. I know, I know. 1942 marked the year Bob Hope agreed to entertain U.S. airmen in Alaska. It was a first of his traditional Christmas shows. It was 1943, Hansel and Gretel, the opera, was televised on TV in New York City for the first time. It was the first complete opera to be televised. That was 1943. Don't you wish you could see that? Mm. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Wow. Can you imagine what the TV sets were like they were watching that on, too? And the yeah. audio quality? Mm-hmm. You've seen some of those TVs. Huge cabinets and really small screen. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's 1947. The transistor is first demonstrated at Bell Laboratories. It was on this date, Kimmy. Give me the year within 10. A National Football League championship game was televised nationally for the first time. It is not the Super Bowl or Super Bowl related. I'm giving you that much of a clue. The Los Angeles Rams beat the Cleveland Browns 24 to 17. Can you give me the year within 10? 1950. Unbelievable. 1951. You're in the plus side, Kimmy. Cool. Very good. Dumont Network, which was a network at the time, had paid $75,000 for the rights of the game in okay. 1951. So on this date, Kimmy, the Walt Disney movie 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was released within five years. Tell me when that happened. 1970. 1954, starring Kirk Douglas in that film. Have you ever Ooh. seen that one, Kimmy? Apparently not. I guess not. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Remember, our very good friend Ed Tucker was quite upset when Disney, at the theme park, decided to remove the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction at Disney. Mm -mm. He owns part of something from that attraction. Mm -hmm. He bought it at an auction. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of things. Yeah. Can't wait till he has a convention in 2017. Mm -hmm. Our good friend Ed Tucker. Yes. He likes collecting things. Yes, he does. Yes, and we like that. It's 1957, Kimmy. Actor Dan Blocker made his acting debut on television in a show called The Restless Gun. Can you tell me the name of the TV show and the character he is famous for was not The Restless Gun? Dan Blocker is his name. Oh, Bonanza. And what character did Dan Blocker play? Haas. Yes, he played Haas Cartwright on NBC's Bonanza. Passed away in 1972. And they continued. They tried to continue the show. And uh, be quite honest, that's kind of hard to watch when uh, those. Uh, Me TV runs them. Mm -hmm. The entire Bonanza series. Yeah. You know, I didn't like Bonanza as a kid, really. But uh, I like watching I it now did. from time to time. I did. Well, I like it now watching it, but I, I don't like when Haas isn't on it anymore. Mm. It, it, I watched it. You did? 
Uh, I watched Bonanza. What was your favorite character? Was it the horses? I take it best. Probably the horses because they had all the horses and stuff on there. Was that it? Well, that might have been part of it. Yeah, I think you probably like Little Joe's horse, probably, if I remember right. I bet that was your favorite, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, well, he had the, well, whatever. I, I have a feeling it probably was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it was 1959. Chuck Berry was arrested for transporting a minor across the state line for immoral purposes. It was 1959. This group recorded this song, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the group. It's it's a classic, especially in the oldies world. I'm sure you know it. Here is the song. This magic moment So different and so new Was like any other Until I kiss you And then it happened who is that, Kimmy? I don't know. So, Drifters, 1959, this magic moment. It was 1964. This musician suffered a nervous breakdown on a flight from L.A. to Houston. The event led to him to stop touring with the group. The group is the Beach Boys. Can you tell me what what Beach Boys, what Beach Boys member had a nervous breakdown? That must be Brian. That's right. Brian what? Wilson. That's right. Brian Wilson, 1964. He stopped touring Right after that event. So on this date, 1987, Lynette Squeaky Frome serving a life sentence for the attempted assassination of what United States president escaped from Gerald prison? Gerald Ford. That's right. She escaped from she escaped from federal prison in West Virginia. She How was, does that happen? I don't know, but she recaptured two days later. Okay. She, you know, if you ever see some of the classic footage of her, she didn't exactly look like Lex Luthor there. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, she managed to get out. That was in 1987. Moving over to notable birthdays today, Kimmy. Eugene Record. No, not, not a joke there. Actually, Record. His last name, Eugene Record, born in 1940. Died in 2005 after a long battle with cancer. He was 64. He was lead vocalist of the Shy Lights during the 1960s and 1970s. In 1978, he appeared on Saturday Night Live and performed Have You Seen Her and Trying to Get to You. He is co-writer of the 2003 Beyonce hit record Crazy in Love, thanks to its sampling of the Shy Lights' Are You My Woman. Okay. Kimmy, born on this date, is Harry Shearer. Can you tell me who he is, or not who he is, actually, how old he is? He's known for the long-running voicing of the TV show The Simpsons. He also was on Saturday Night Live, and he was in the comedy band Spinal Tap. Here's a sample of his work, and then tell me how old he is today. I'm so sorry I pretended not to be gay for all those years. Better an old queen than never a queen at all. (laughs) Pay attention. My name is Atu. I love to get Blatu. Calm down, Italy, 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 Italy. They did their best, shoddily, Italy, Italy, Italy. Gotta be nice, hostility, Italy, Italy, Italy. Ah, hell, Italy, ding, dong, crap! Go ahead. Throw your vote away. (laughs) 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 All right, Gibby, that's just some of his uh, wide range of vocal talents being used on The Simpsons. Tell me how old Harry is today. Uh, Within five. Fifty-five. Remember, he was on or in Spinal Tap. Oh. And he was in Saturday Night Live or on Saturday Night Live a long time ago. Sixty-five. He is 73 today, Kimmy. Ron Bushy having a birthday today. He is 71. He's a drummer of the rock band Iron Butterfly. He's the only member of the group to appear on all six of their studio albums. Do you have 
Iron Butterfly in your vinyl collection? No, I do not. Wow. That doesn't surprise me. And moving over to this person having a birthday today, Kimmy, Susan Lucci having a birthday today. Tell me how old she is. 65. She is 70. You get it within the five range. Bonus points here. Tell me the name of the soap opera she is known for. All My Children. Did you ever watch that show? No, I did not. Yeah, she was on that show forever. New York Times and the Los Angeles Times cite her as the highest paid actor in daytime television. Oh. Is she still on it? Uh, last noted date is 2011 when she was on the show. Okay. But she has a you know perfume line and other things that have spun off from that. Okay. That wraps up the Almanac here today. Kimmy, we're moving over to something to celebrate what's coming up, you know, and I'm talking about when you're going to be giving me my gift, and maybe I'll give you yours, because I think we tied right there. You you don't get the gift on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. But keeping in the holiday tradition, I thought we'd go back in time with a classic from the golden age of radio that is holiday-related. Radio That's the Riley and Kimmy show. And considering a certain holiday is just around the corner, I thought it'd be perfect to go back in time to the golden age of radio to something that is a radio production but was known for film. This is not audio lift, lifted from the, the great film that was done. This is an actual radio production with most of the cast from the film. We have Miracle on 34th Street, the radio version from 1948, starring Edmund Gwynn, Maureen O'Hara, and John Payne. Have you ever seen that movie, Kimmy? Which one? Miracle on 34th Street. I have not seen it all the way through. No, you, I have the, not. The original. You've never seen no, it all. No, I have not. You need to watch that. Natalie Wood is in that. That's the child mm-hmm. who plays the child actress in that. And she did not. She is the, one of the missings from the film to the radio version. She is not part of this radio version, though. Mm. But the the one who played Santa, Kimmy is here okay and we have this for your listening pleasure it's our holiday gift our christmas gift to you thank you for listening to the riley and kimmy show and if you like the golden age of radio which you hear from time to time on the riley and kimmy show be sure to tell your friends about our program we offer a daily variety talk show that is nerd related we have archived episodes with some some of them do have old-time radio shows available right now on our website and what is that kimmy rileyandkimmy.com here's miracle on 34th street from 1948 on the riley and kimmy show it's thanksgiving day in new york city on a broad avenue adjoining central park an annual event is being joyfully awaited. The spectacular parade presented by Macy's department store to herald in the Christmas season. Away from the crowd are two of Macy's public relations experts. He's simply wonderful, Mrs. Walker. Just look at him on that float. The most realistic Santa Claus we've ever had. Why, he didn't even need any padding, did he? Padding? Why, didn't you notice his tummy? So round, so firm, so fully packed. Well, now that everything's under control, 
where on earth did you find him? I, I don't know. I, I just turned around and there he was. And to think that the man whose place he took was intoxicated. With a breath that would knock over a reindeer. Oh, just think if Mr. Macy had seen him. What if Mr. Gimble had seen him? Competition between our stores is tough enough. <laughs> well, the parade's starting. Let's stand at the curb. Not I, Mr. Shellhammer. I'm going home to relax. Anyway, I can see it from there. I live just around the corner. Oh, so you do. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, Mrs. Walker. And congratulations on finding the best Santa Claus in Macy's history. Certainly is a wonderful parade, Susan. Just look at that clown. Gosh, what a giant. Giant, Mr. Gailey? There are no such things as giants. Well, not now, maybe, but in olden days, there's... Really, Mr. Gailey? And you a lawyer? Well, what about the giant that Jack killed? You know, Jack and the Beanstalk? Everybody knows that's a fairy tale. And I agree with my mother. Fairy tales are silly. Come in. Oh, hello, Mother. I'm watching the parade. Mr. Gailey invited me. Hello, darling. Susie's told me quite a lot about you, Mrs. Walker. She's told me quite a lot about you, too, the man in the front apartment. <laughs> well, this is all part of a plot, Mrs. Walker. I'm very fond of Susie, but I, I also wanted to meet you. At least you're frank. There goes Santa Claus. Oh, don't even mention the name. Why not, Mother? Well, that Santa Claus you see is a last-minute substitute. But why? Oh, remember the way the janitor was last New Year's? Oh, my. Tight as an owl. I, um, I see Susan doesn't believe in Santa Claus either. That's right. She never has. Well, that's the end of the parade. Mother, I've been thinking. It's Thanksgiving, and there are only two of us. Couldn't we invite Mr. Gailey? Well, I... <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> please don't bother. I'll, I'll just have a sandwich or something. But we have such a big turkey. Please, Mother, please. Well, well, I... Did I ask her all right, Mr. Gailey? Susie, shh. <laughs> you asked fine, Susan. Dinner's at three, Mr. Gailey. Hello, Mrs. Walker. Yes, Mr. Shellhammer. Your maid said you were at Thanksgiving dinner, but I, I just had to tell you. Your Santa Claus was stupendous. Well, thank you. Mr. Macy himself wants him to be our toy department Santa Claus. Oh, fine. Can you hire him? Oh, 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 I already have. Oh, he's a born salesman. I just feel it. Good. We'll talk about it in the morning. Thanks for calling, Mr. Shellhammer. Here he is, Mr. Shellhammer. Here's Santa Claus. Oh, thank you, Alfred. Thank you. Good morning, Santa Claus. Good morning. Now... Before you go to the toy department, here's a list of toys that we have to push. Uh -huh. You know, things we're overstocked on. Now, you'll find that a great many children will be undecided as to what they want for Christmas. And when that happens, you immediately suggest one of these items. Do you understand? I certainly do. Fine, that's fine. Now, take the list, and Alfred here will show you to your throne in the toy department. And don't you forget, you're working for Macy's. Are you really Santa Claus? Why, of course I am. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? I want a fire engine with a real hose that squirts real wet water. And I won't do it in the house. I'll only do it in the backyard. I promise. And I promise you'll get your fire engine. You see, Mama, I told you you'd get me one. <laughs> That's fine. That's just dandy. You wait here, Mortimer. Mama wants to thank Santa Claus, too. 
Yes, madam? Say, so what's the matter with you? No, no, no. What's the trouble? I told you before, didn't I? The kid wants a fire engine, but there isn't one to be had anywhere in town. Macy's ain't got any, Gimbel's ain't got any, nobody's got any. My feet are killing me, and you say, okay, he gets the fire engine. But you can get those fire engines at Schoenfeld's on Lexington Avenue. Only four fifty, a wonderful bargain. Schoenfeld? Yes. Hey, I, I don't get it. Oh, I follow the toy market very closely. Macy's sending people to other stores? Yes. Are you kidding? No. The one important thing is to make the children happy. Whether Macy's or somebody else sells the toy doesn't matter. Oh, don't you feel that way? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yes, sure. Only I didn't know Macy's did. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, who's next, please? Right this way to see Santa Claus. <laughs> All right, little girl. You're next. Of course, little girl. You want some roller skates? Well, you shall have them, too. Mama, Mama, he's going to bring me some roller skates. And he has some fine skates here at Macy's, haven't you, Santa Claus? Oh, they're good skates, all right, but, but not quite good enough. Now, I left some really wonderful roller skates at Gimbel's. I'm sure Gimbel's have just what this good little girl wants. Mr. Shellhammer, are you Mr. Shellhammer? Uh, Gimbel's? Gimbel's? That's just what he did say, Gimbel's. Uh, the sales lady said I should speak to you. Gimbel's. I just wanted to congratulate you and Macy's on this wonderful new stunt you're pulling. Gimbel's. Imagine a big outfit like Macy's putting the spirit of Christmas ahead of the commercial. Gimbel's. From now on, I'm going to be a regular Macy customer. All right, Mortimer, we're going. Gimbel's! And there's the toy department over there, Mr. Gailey. You certainly know all about Macy's store, don't you, Susan? Well, that's because my mother works here. But I still think it's silly, bringing me here to see Santa Claus. Well, I just feel that when you've talked to okay, him, you might... Okay, Mr. Gailey. I'm certainly willing to try. Well, well, what a fine young lady, eh? And what's your name, little girl? Susan Walker. What's yours? Mine? Chris Kringle. I'm Santa Claus. Mmm. Oh, oh, you don't believe that, eh? Uh-uh. You see, my mother's Mrs. Walker. Oh, 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 But I must say you're the best-looking Santa Claus I've ever seen. Really? Your beard, for instance. It doesn't have one of those things that goes over your ears. <laughs> That's because it's real. Just oh. like I'm really Santa Claus. Now, go ahead, pull it. Well, my... My goodness, it is real. Yes, yeah. And now what would you like me to bring you for Christmas? Nothing, thank you. Whatever I want, my mother will get. If it's sensible and doesn't cost too much. Oh. That's quite right, Susan. Oh, hello, Mother. Hello, Mr. Gailey. Hello. Um, the explanation for all this is very simple. Your maid's mother sprained her ankle. She had to go home, so she asked me to bring Susie down to you. And as long as we were here, I, I figured we might as well say hello to Santa Claus. He has real whiskers, Mother. Susan, would you mind standing over there a minute? If you want me to. I, um, I shouldn't have brought Susie to see Santa, is that it? Now you're making me feel completely heartless. I'm sorry. Don't you see? I tell Susan that Santa Claus is a myth, and you sure are a very convincing old man with real whiskers. Well, whom is she to believe? Yeah, that's right, isn't it? When Susan was a baby, her father and I were divorced. And ever since then, I've protected my child by teaching her realities. If you don't believe in fairy tales and fantasy, you can never be hurt or disillusioned. We were talking about Susie, Mrs. Walker. And I must ask you to let me raise her as I see fit. 
All right, dear. The store's going to close soon. We'll run along to my office. Alfred said you wanted to see me, Mrs. Walker. Oh, um, oh, yes. Come in. I, um, uh, I'd be grateful if you'll please tell Susan that you're not really Santa Claus, that there actually is no such person. Oh, but Mrs. Walker, not only isn't there such a person, but here I am to prove it. No, 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 you misunderstand. I, I want you to tell her the truth. Now, um, what's your real name? Chris Kringle, and I always tell the truth. Susan, I'll bet you're in the first grade. Second grade. I mean your real name. Well, that is my real name. My goodness, the second grade? Very well. I have your employment card right here. I'll look it up on that. Mm, that's a very cute dress you have on, Susan. It's for Macy's. We get 10% off. Oh. So, <coughs> you always tell the truth, do you? Mm -hmm. Look at your employment card. Name, Chris Kringle. Address, Brooks Memorial Home, Great Neck, Long Island. You may call the home if you'd care to confirm that, Mrs. Walker. It's a home for elderly gentlemen. Would you also like me to confirm this? What's that? Date of birth. As old as my tongue and a little bit older than my teeth. <laughs> Place of birth. North Pole. <clears throat> now, really. Why, I believe you doubt me, Mrs. Walker. And this tops everything. Next of kin. Oh, that. Dasher, dancer, prancer, and vixen. <laughs> I'm sorry to have to do this, Mr. Um, uh, Kringle. But the, uh, the Santa Claus that we had two years ago is back in town, and I feel that we owe it to him to... Uh, what, have I done something wrong? Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's just that we feel... Oh, excuse me. Hello? Uh, this is Mr. Shellhammer, Mrs. Walker. Drop whatever you're doing. Mr. Macy wants to see us immediately. Oh, I'll be right up. Um, I'm afraid I'll have to be very abrupt with you. I have to see Mr. Macy. You'll be paid for the full week, Mr. Kringle, and uh, I'll send your check to that address. Oh, uh, come right in, Mrs. Walker, Mr. Shellhammer. Thank you, Mr. Macy. Now, about this new policy you two initiated. Uh, oh. Macy's Santa Claus sending customers to Gimbel's. Well, I, I, I can explain everything, Mr. Macy. You don't have I, to explain a thing. Just look at my desk. 42 telegrams and over 500 phone calls. Grateful parents expressing undying gratitude to Macy's department store. Why, you, you don't say. From now on, not only will our Santa Claus continue in this manner, but every salesperson in the entire store. You mean that if we haven't got what the customer asks for, we're to... We're to send him where he can get it. No high-pressuring and forcing a customer to take something he doesn't really want. I think that's wonderful, Mr. Macy. Why, we'll be known as, uh, as the helpful store, the friendly store. The store that places public service ahead of profits. And consequently, we will make more profits than ever. <laughs> As for you, Mrs. Walker and Mr. Shellhammer, you'll find a more practical expression of my gratitude in your Christmas envelope. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Yes. And tell that wonderful Santa Claus I won't forget him either. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'll tell him myself in the morning. Uh, yes, indeed, Mr. Macy. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night, Mr. Macy. And thank you again, sir. <laughs> oh, Imagine a bonus. Yes. Well, what's the matter with you? Mr. Shellhammer, I just fired him. Who? Santa Claus. Oh, no, 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 you couldn't have. But I did. He, he's crazy, Mr. Shellhammer. He really thinks he is Santa Claus. I don't care if he thinks he, he's the Easter Bunny. Find him. <laughs> It was a frantic few hours that Dara spent last night, 
rushing out to the Brooks Memorial Home in Long Island and assuring Chris Kringle that Macy's wanted him back as Santa Claus. Now Chris is again presiding over the crowded toy department, while in her office, Doris and Mr. Shellhammer... Don't you understand, Mr. Shellhammer? That old man with the nice white whiskers insists that he is Santa Claus. Why, he's out of his mind. What if he should have a, a fit or something? Oh, no, I've got to tell Mr. Macy. Yes, but maybe he's only a little crazy. Anyway, you can't be sure until he's examined. We'll send him to Mr. Sawyer. Sawyer? In personnel. He's paid to examine employees, isn't he? And now, by the way, <laughs> what do you think of this? What is it? A full-page ad Macy's is running in tomorrow's newspapers. Macy's is running it? But it's all about the other stores, Gimbel's and Saks I know, and... I know. Mr. Macy's idea to help our customers find what they want. It's revolting, isn't it? That Santa Claus certainly has started something. Oh, well. I'll get a hold of him in his lunch hour and send him up to Mr. Sawyer. So I changed my clothes, Mr. Sawyer, and came right up. Oh. Well, then that's your own beard, huh? huh? Oh, yes, yes. Mm. Interesting complex in back of that. Why do you carry a cane? Always carry a cane, Mr. Sawyer. Well, that is when I wear street clothes. Hmm. I carved this cane out of a runner from one of my old sleighs. What's that? What's that? With a fine, solid silver top. Oh. <clears throat> who was the first president of the United States? Oh? Oh, give me a difficult one. <laughs> like, who was... Who was vice president under James Monroe? I'm conducting this examination. The answer is Daniel D. Tompkins. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. You're a... You're a rather nervous man, aren't you, Mr. Sawyer? Hmm? <laughs> Tell me, do you, um... Do you get enough sleep? My personal habits are no concern of yours. Now, what hand am I holding up? Right hand. How many fingers do you see? Three. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You bite your nails, too. Oh! <laughs> Stand up now. Feet together. Arms extended. Muscular coordination tests? I've taken dozens of these tests. Mr. Sawyer, are you happy at home? What? <laughs> that will be all, Mr. Kringle. The examination is over. Thank you. Yeah, and it may interest you to know I've been happily married for 22 years. Very happily married. Delighted to hear it. Goodbye, uh, Mr. Sawyer. Miss Prawn. Yes, sir. Get Mrs. Walker on the phone. Yes, sir. But your wife, Mr. Sawyer, she's called four times already. Well, you tell my big fat wife to shut up and mind her own business. <laughs> Here's Mrs. Walker, sir. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Hello. Oh, I, I was just going to call you, Mr. Sawyer. Oh? There's a Dr. Pierce stopping by this afternoon at three. Who's Dr. Pierce? He's the physician at the Brooks home. I thought we might discuss Mr. Kringle's case with him. Oh, there's hardly any point in discussing it, Mrs. Walker. Obviously, the old man should be discharged. So, Dr. Pierce, Kringle should be dismissed immediately and sent to a mental institution. Oh, now, just a minute, Mr. Sawyer. Oh, he's deluded saying that he's Santa Claus. It's a delusion for good. I found he only wants to be friendly and helpful. Uh, his whole manner suggests aggressiveness. Look at the way he carries that cane. Mrs. Walker, naturally, I can't discharge that loony, so when he exhibits his maniacal tendencies, please realize the responsibility is completely yours. Well, I'm right back where I started. Mrs. Walker, I assure you, Chris Kringle has no maniacal tendencies. But if there's the slightest possibility of us causing any trouble... I... What trouble? All that needs happen is a policeman ask his name. 
Kris Kringle, Clang Clang, and Macy Sa Santa Claus lands up in the psychopathic ward. Well, you can prevent that very simply. Now, there must be someone here at the store who could rent him a room. Then they could both come to work together. I just as soon he avoided that long train ride to Long Island anyway. You mean sort of take custody of him? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Mr. Kringle would agree to that? Oh, I'm sure he'll agree. Well, in, in that case... Uh, now, let me see. Who do I know who could rent him a room? I'm glad you're going to have dinner with us, Mr. Kringle. Oh, thank you, Susan. I'm also very glad you're going to live next door with Mr. Gailey. Oh, Why? Because you're nice to talk to. Oh, <laughs> I say, what a fine young man that Mr. Gailey is, eh? Just think, allowing me to share his apartment, a mere stranger. He did it because Mother hinted to him. Oh, well, anyway, I'm very grateful. Shall I tell you what I did in school today? Oh, by all means. Any games? Yes, and a very silly game, too. Oh? They played zoo, and each child was supposed to be an animal. Oh, but Susan, they were just pretending. But that's what makes the game so silly. Oh. Well, of course, in order to play games, you need imagination. Oh, uh, that's when you see things, but they're not really there, huh? Oh, yes. Yes, but, you know, to me, imagination is a place all by itself. Now, you've heard of the French nation. Mm -hmm. hmm? And the British nation. Yes. Well, this is the imagination. <laughs> no. A very interesting place, too. Now, how would you like to be able to make snowballs in summertime, eh? What? Or be the Statue of Liberty in the morning, and in the afternoon, fly south with a flock of geese? Well, I'm quite sure I'd like it, but... Oh, it's very simple, very. Well, anyway, look here. The next time they play zoo, you can be a monkey. But I don't know how to be a monkey. Don't you? Oh, I'll show you. Now, first, you bend over a little, like, uh, like this, see? Now, let your arms hang loose, see? Like this? Yes, yeah, that's fine, fine. Now, put your hand over here and start scratching, see? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's excellent, Susan. That's as fine a bit of scratching as I've ever seen. Yeah. Now, now you start chattering. Chattering? Yes, now listen. <laughs> see? And keep scratching. Now then, look here. We'll do it together, see? Chatter and scratch and scratch and chatter, see? That's fine, Susan. Fine. You're doing beautifully. Beautifully, yes. <laughs> Susan, are you still awake? Uh-huh. I've uh, just come in to say goodnight, Susan, that's all. Now, look here. About Christmas. There must be something you'd like for Christmas. Well, I've certainly thought about something, Mr. Kringle. You have? Well, what is it, eh? Tell me. It's right here on the night table, see? Oh. I tore this page out of a magazine. It's a picture of a house. Oh, that's what you want, is it? A doll's house. Colonial architecture. Oh, not a doll's house, a real house. A real house? Yes. And if you're really Santa Claus, you can get it for me. Now, 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 wait a minute, Susie. <laughs> what could you possibly do with a big house? Live in it with my mother. And a backyard with a big tree to put a swing on. And a garden and a... Oh, well, why even discuss it? Susie, Susie, could I, uh, 
could I keep this picture? Just, uh, just in case? I guess so. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Well, Mr. Gale is waiting for me. Good night, monkey. Good night, Mr. Kringle. Take whichever bed you want, Mr. Kringle. You're very kind, really. Uh, tell me, Mr. Gailey, what is it you just do for a living, eh? Oh, I'm a lawyer. Haslip, Haslip, Sherman, and Mackenzie. Oh. Mm. And you, uh, you like living here in the city? Well, it's convenient. But someday I'd like to get a place on Long Island. Huh. Not a big house, just one of those junior partner deals around Manhasset. Oh, one of those little colonial houses, eh? Yeah. 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 A little colonial house would be swell. Good, good, yeah. You're, um, <clears throat> you're quite fond of Mrs. Walker, aren't you? <laughs> a lot of good it does me. She lives in a cast iron shell that's just a little difficult to penetrate. Oh. Well, you must try a little harder, Mr. Gailey. You know, Mrs. Walker and that child are a couple of lost souls. And it's up to us to help them, see? No. Yeah, she... Oh, well, shall I turn out the light? No, no, no. no? I'm not going to be cheated out of this. You know, all my life I've wondered about it, and now I'm going to find out. Tell me, does Santa Claus sleep with his whiskers outside or inside the cupboard? Oh, outside, of course. Outside, by all means. The cold air makes them grow. Oh, thank you very much. Come in, Mrs. Walker. Come in. Thank you, Mr. Macy. I've just heard something very exciting. You have? Well, let me tell you something very exciting. Our policy of being kind to customers has tripled our sales. Now, what do you think of that? That's wonderful, Mr. Macy. And Gimbals thinks it's wonderful, too. Gimbals? Gimbals are adopting the same policy. Well, is that so? And it gives me an idea. As long as Gimbals are doing the same thing, why not some pictures for the newspapers? Pictures? Yes. You and Mr. Gimbel shaking hands. Shaking hands? R.H. Macy and... and Gimbel? Well... well, yes. Yes, yes, why not? With Santa Claus. It's a great idea, Mrs. Walker. Macy and Gimbel shaking hands. <laughs> That's enough pictures, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Mr. Gimble? Come on, R.H. Now we'll go over to my store and get some really good pictures. Oh, just a minute. I have something here for Santa Claus. Here you are, Mr. Kringle. A check in appreciation of all you've done. Mr. Macy, why, that's most kind of you. I didn't think you were that generous, R.H. That's quite a check. What are you going to do with it, Mr. Kringle? Well, I have a friend. Uh, Dr. Pierce, he needs a new x-ray machine. You buy the machine through the store. 10% <laughs> discount. Nonsense. <laughs> Come over to Gimbel's. We'll furnish it at cost. Oh, keep it up, gentlemen. Keep it up. <laughs> at this rate, my friend will have a whole new hospital. <laughs> <laughs> How did the pictures turn out, Mr. Kringle? Oh, fine, Alfred, fine. How about a game of checkers during lunch, eh? Oh, not today, Chris. I, I don't feel so good. Oh? What's the matter, Alfred? Oh, nothing much. You remember I was telling you how I like to play Santa Claus over at the Y and give out packages to the kids? Yeah. Well, I was telling Mr. Sawyer about it, and he says that's very bad. 
that psychologically it's all wrong. Wrong? To be nice to children? Well, he says guys who play Santa Claus do it because when they was young, they must have done something bad. Now they do something they think is good to make up for it, see? It's what he calls a guilt complex. Alfred, what else has he found wrong with you? Oh, nothing much. Just that I hate my father. <laughs> I didn't know it, but he says I do. Excuse me. Hey, ain't you gonna have lunch? Later. Right now, I have an appointment with Mr. Sawyer. What do you mean, breaking into my office like this? Are you a licensed psychiatrist? What business is it of yours? I have great respect for psychiatry and great contempt for meddling amateurs who go around practicing it. Oh, shut up. You ought to be horsewhipped. Taking a boy like Alfred and filling him up with complexes and phobias... I think I'm better equipped to judge that than you. Just because Alfred wants to be kind to children, you tell him he has a guilt complex. Yes. Having the same delusion, you couldn't possibly understand. Oh. And don't you wave that cane at me. Either you stop analyzing Alfred, or I'll go straight to Mr. Macy and tell him what a contemptible fraud oh, you are. Get out of here. Get out of here before I have you thrown out. There's only one way to handle a man like you. Maybe this'll knock some sense into you. Oh! Oh, help! Oh, my head! My head! Oh! Good day, Mr. Sawyer. Oh, Miss Prawn! Get me the police! Get, get me Mrs. Walker! Get me the psychopathic ward in Bellevue Hospital! You can see Mr. Kringle now, Mr. Gailey. Thank you, nurse. Hello, Chris. <sighs> Hello, Fred. Chris, I've been speaking to the doctors. They said they've given you some tests. Oh, yes. Same old tests. Except this time you failed to pass them. Chris, you deliberately failed. Why? Why? Well, because I had great hopes, Fred. I had a feeling Mrs. Walker was beginning to believe in me, and now... Well, now I discover she was only humoring me all the time. But this wasn't Doris's idea at all. Mr. Sawyer had you sent up here before she even knew about it. But why... Why didn't she come to me and explain things? Because she didn't want to hurt you. Oh, well, it's not just Mrs. Walker. It's... Well, now, take Mr. Sawyer. He's contemptible, dishonest, deceitful. Yet he's out there and I'm in here. Well, if that's normal, I don't want it. But you can't just think of yourself, Chris. What happens to you matters to a lot of other people. People like me who believe in what you stand for and people like, well, like Susie, who are just beginning to. Chris, you're letting us down. I... Well, Fred, maybe you're right. I... Well, of course you're right. I ought to be ashamed of myself. Let's get out of here. Now, wait a minute. You flunked your mental examination, but good. Oh, yes, so I did. Oh, well, well, anyway, you're a lawyer. You fix it. Hey, look, I can't just... Now, I won't let you down, and you won't let me down. Chris, now take it easy. Look, there'll have to be a hearing. If you're going to be committed, it has to be before a judge. Well? Well, if I can do anything at all, it'll have to be in courtroom. Now sit tight, Chris. I'll get an idea. I have to get an idea. You, uh, uh, sent for me, Mr. Macy? I certainly did, Mr. Sawyer. I brought my family to the toy department to see our Santa Claus, and our Santa Claus isn't there. He's in Bellevue. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Macy. Because he's a lunatic. Yes, sir. A lunatic. <coughs> lunatic, my foot. Now, you listen to me, Sawyer. You get that case dropped right away, or you'll have another lump to match the one he gave you. But it's out of my hands. Mr. Kringle goes to court in the morning. Well, just see that he's back in the toy department by afternoon. Now, get out of here. 
Mr. Gailey. Yes? I've been looking all over for you. I'm Mr. <clears throat> Sawyer. Oh, so you're Sawyer. Yes. I, uh, I was just speaking to the court clerk, and he said you represent Mr. Kringle. <clears throat> well, I represent Mr. Macy. Well, then I'll see you in court. Oh, no. Uh, uh, that's what I wanted to speak to you about. Now, Mr. Macy would like to drop the whole case right now. You see, we're most anxious to avoid any publicity. No publicity, oh. huh? Well, that's very interesting. Oh, then you'll cooperate. You know something, Sawyer? You've just given me the idea I've been searching for. Oh, good, good. If I'm going to win this case, I'm going to have to have public opinion and plenty of it. And publicity's just the way to do it. Thanks. And uh, so long, Mr. Sawyer. Uh, Mr. Gailey? But Mr. Gailey! Look at these newspapers, Chris. Here. Uh -huh. Evening Dispatch. Doctors doubt sanity of Santa who launched Goodwill Campaign. Oh, my. Daily Bulletin. Macy's Santa Claus to have lunacy hearing. Oh. What's this one? The New York Express. Is Chris Kringle crazy? Court case coming, kiddies cry calamity. <laughs> You've driven the United Nations clear back to page five. Well, get a good night's sleep, Chris. We go before Judge Harper at 10 tomorrow morning. For a few weeks, a jolly elderly gentleman named Chris Kringle has been working minor miracles as Macy's Santa Claus. But now his sanity has been seriously questioned. And in a crowded courtroom, Judge Harper listens patiently as the assistant district attorney summons Chris to the witness stand. Now, uh, this is not a trial, Mr. Kringle. It's just a hearing, so you don't have to answer any questions. <clears throat> now then, uh, where do you live, please? Well, it seems to me that's what this hearing will decide, won't it? <laughs> Mr. Kringle, do you believe that you are Santa Claus? Of course I do. That's all, Your Honor. The state rests its case. Well, Mr. Gailey? Your Honor, Mr. Mara contends my client is not sane because he believes he is Santa Claus. An entirely logical conclusion. Anyone who thinks he's Santa Claus is crazy. Your Honor, you believe yourself to be Judge Harper, yet no one questions your sanity because you are Judge Harper, do they? Mr. Kringle is the subject of this sanity hearing, not I. Well, Your Honor, I intend to prove that Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus. Mr. Mara, I thought you said this was a cut-and-dried sanity hearing. Well, I thought it was, Your Honor. <clears throat> In view of Mr. Gailey's statement, I'll have to review the entire background of this case. Court's adjourned till tomorrow morning. <laughs> Hello, Doris. I'm sorry I'm late, but get ready. We're really going to celebrate tonight. What are we celebrating? Well, didn't you read the papers? Santa's mouthpiece throws bombshell on New York Supreme Court. Oh, Fred, you're not really serious about this. You can't possibly prove that Chris Kringle is Santa Claus. Well, you saw Mr. Macy and Mr. Gimble shake hands. That wasn't possible either. What does your firm have to say about it? Hayslip and Mackenzie and, and the rest of them? That I've... Uh jeopardize their prestige, and either I drop this impossible case or they'll drop me. You see? So I beat them to it. I quit. Fred, you threw away a career because of a sentimental whim? Well, I'll open my own office. And what kind of clients will you get? Oh, probably a lot of people like Chris who are being pushed around. That's the only fun in law anyway. Doris, look, don't you have any faith in me at all? Oh, it's not a question of faith. It's it's just common sense. But faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. 
It's not just Chris that's on trial. It's everything he stands for. Human kindness and love oh, and dignity. Oh, Fred, listen. We've seen a lot of each other the last couple of weeks. I, well, I've become fond of you. We've talked about some wonderful plans, haven't we? And then you do this. Go on an idealistic binge, throw away your security, and expect me to be happy about it. And I expect too much. Is that it? Well, that's that, I guess. Good night, Doris. Hello. Yes, this is Mr. Mara. Well, can't it wait till tomorrow? I'm eating din... Who's been subpoenaed? Well, how do you think I feel about it? I'll see you tomorrow. Who's that, dear? R.H. Macy's been subpoenaed. Oh, my. Those reporters. They make me look like a sadistic monster who likes nothing better than to drown pussycats and tear wings off butterflies. Uh, quiet, dear. Tommy's still awake. Oh, oh, yeah. It'd, it'd just break his heart if he knew what his daddy is doing. I'm doing my job as assistant district attorney. Well, I'm not so sure, but, I, but that I agree with them. Mr. Kringle looks like a very nice old man, and I don't see why you have to keep persecuting him. I'm not persecuting him. I'm prosecuting him. <laughs> I like the old man, too, but, but there's nothing I can do about it. You know something, Thomas? Sometimes I wish I'd married a butcher or a plumber. Well, if I lose this case, it's very possible you'll get your wish. R.H. <laughs> Macy, I, I wonder what he's going to pull tomorrow. Proceed to the witness, Mr. Gailey. Now then, Mr. Macy, if you recognize the defendant, please tell us who he is. Why, Chris Kringle, of course. Do you believe him to be of sound mind? Sound mind? I wish I had a dozen like him. Mr. Macy, you are under oath. Do you believe that man is Santa Claus? Well, now, that's a rather delicate... Uh... Just think of those headlines tomorrow. Macy admits his Santa Claus is fraud. You keep out of this, Kimball. What did you say? Yo, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, nothing, Mr. Barra, nothing. <laughs> well, I wish you would. Is that man Santa Claus? Yes, in my opinion, he most certainly is. Your Honor, there is no such person as Santa Claus, and everybody knows it. Can you prove there isn't any? I won't even try. I'll not waste the court's time with such childish nonsense. Your Honor? The prosecution requests an immediate ruling from this court. Is there or is there not a Santa Claus? Well, now, uh, I, uh... The court will take a short recess to consider the question. Hello, Henry. Why, Charlie, what are you doing here? Can't an old friend visit you in your chambers? And if you ask me, you never needed a friend like you do now. This Kringle case... Well, I certainly don't see what they're making such a fuss about. Henry, that's Santa Claus you've got out there. On trial for lunacy. This case is dynamite. And you're coming up for re-election soon. Charlie, you know what happened last night? Martha brought the grandchildren over. They... they wouldn't kiss Grandpa. <laughs> they wouldn't even talk to me. Well, you see what I mean? If you rule there is no Santa Claus, you better start looking for that chicken farm right now. I'm a responsible judge. How can I seriously rule that there is a Santa Claus? Because of what happens if you don't. 
The kids read about it and they don't hang up their stockings. Now what happens to all the toys that are supposed to be in those stockings? Nobody buys them. The toy manufacturers have to lay off employees. By now, you've got the AFL and the CIO against you. <laughs> yes, and they're going to say it with votes, see? Oh, and the department stores are going to love you, too. <laughs> yes, sir, Henry. And what about the Salvation Army? They got a Santa Claus on every street corner. They're taking a lot of money to help the poor. But go ahead, Henry. You go in there and rule there isn't any Santa Claus. But if you do, you can count on getting just two votes, your own and that district attorney's out there. One vote, Charlie. He, he's a Republican. <laughs> oh, well, let's get this over with. The, uh, the question of Santa Claus seems to be, uh, largely a matter of opinion. The uh, tradition of American justice demands a broad and unprejudiced view of such a controversial matter. But, Your Honor... This court, therefore, intends to keep its mind open. We shall ask for evidence on either side. But the burden of proof clearly rests with my opponent. Can he produce any evidence to support his views? If Your Honor, please, I can. Will Thomas Mara please take the stand? Who, me? No. Thomas Mara, Jr. I believe he and his mother are both in court today. Hi, Papa! Hi. <laughs> Tommy, do you believe in Santa Claus? I sure do. Gosh, he gave me a brand new sled last year. Now, um, what does Santa Claus look like, Tommy? Well, there he is, sitting right over there. Your Honor, I protest. Overruled. <laughs> Tell me, Tommy, uh... Why are you so sure there's a Santa Claus? Because my papa told me so, didn't you, Papa? <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. You can go back to your mother now. See you later, Papa. You certainly will. <laughs> your Honor. Don't forget Santa Claus. This year I want a football helmet. Don't worry, Tommy. You will get it. Mr. Kringle, if you don't mind. I'm sorry, sir. Your Honor, the state of New York concedes the existence of a Santa Claus. But in so conceding, we demand that Mr. Gailey stop representing and presenting personal opinion as evidence. I insist he submit authoritative proof that Mr. Kringle here is the one and only Santa Claus. Well, Mr. Gailey, are you prepared to show that Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus on the basis of unprejudiced authority? Well, sir, no, not now. I, I need a little time. Why not now? Tomorrow, Your Honor. Very well. Courts adjourned till tomorrow morning. Whew. Oh, brother. Now come, Susan, dear. Finish your supper. But I can't, Mother. All those things they're saying in the newspapers about Mr. Kringle and Mr. Gailey. They're having this trial because he says he's Santa Claus. He's so, he's so kind and, and nice and jolly. Not like anyone else I know. He must be Santa. You know something? I think perhaps you're right. Is Mr. Kringle sad now, Mother? I'm afraid he must be. Then I'll write him a letter. Maybe that'll make him feel better. I'll cheer him up. Oh, postman, postman. Yeah, lady? Would you mind taking this letter? Oh, sure, lady. We're going straight down to the post office now. Okay, Louie, take it away. Well, what 
do you know, Louie? Another letter for Santa Claus. Hey, here's a new one. Instead of the North Pole, this kid's got it addressed to Chris Kringle, New York County Courthouse. Well, the kid's right. Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. They got him on trial down there. <laughs> he claims he's Santa Claus, and the DA claims he's nuts. Hey. Hmm? Hey, I got an idea. Hmm? How many Santa Claus letters we got down there in the dead letter office? Oh, who knows? Must be 50,000 bags and bags all over the joint. Hey. He... You mean? What, Frankie? Why not? Wouldn't it be nice to get rid of them all? Wouldn't it? <laughs> boy, oh boy. Look, Louie, soon as we get to the post office, we go and see the supervisor. You know something? I bet we both get promoted. <laughs> and since the defense has been unable to submit one shred of proof that Kris Kringle is the one and only Santa Claus, and since tonight is Christmas Eve, I ask, Your Honor, that this hearing be terminated without further delay. I protest I do have evidence. Five minutes ago, you said you didn't. During Mr. Marrow's oration, the bailiff handed my client the evidence I refer to. What evidence? This letter, Your Honor. Oh, yes, Mr. Kringle. It's from Susan Walker. She believes in me. Oh, this letter means more to me than anything in the world. That letter, Your Honor, was delivered by the United States Post Office, an official agency of the federal government. The Post Office Department was one of the largest business concerns in the world. Last year, did a gross volume of over $1 billion, Your and this year... Your Honor, I'm sure we're all gratified that the Post Office is getting along so well. <laughs> but what bearing has it on the sanity of that man? My point is that the Post Office Department is a model of efficiency. Furthermore, the laws of this country make it a criminal offense to willfully misdirect mail or intentionally deliver it to the wrong party. The state of New York is second to none in his admiration of the post office department. We're very happy to concede, Mr. Galis. Uh, for the record, Mr. Mara. For the record. Anything to get on with this case. Thank you. Your Honor, that letter just received by Mr. Kringle is positive proof that a competent... One letter is hardly positive proof. I have further exhibits, Your Honor, but I, I hesitate to produce them. Come, come, Mr. Gailey, put them here on my desk. But, Your Honor, I, I don't... said put them on my desk. All right, boys, bring them in. Your, your Honor, what, what is this? Empty those mail sacks on Judge Harper's desk. Yeah. Well, well, but uh, bring them all in or be fined for contempt of court. Uh, no, no, just a second here. Uh, we'll do it, Your Honor, through rain, through sleet, through courtrooms, anything. We deliver. Uh, Mr. Gailey. Your Honor, every one of those letters and every one of those mail sacks is addressed to Santa Claus. The post office is to deliver them. Therefore, the post office department recognizes Chris Kringle to be the one and only Santa Claus. Since the United States government declares this man to be Santa Claus, this court will not dispute it. Case dismissed. And for heaven's sake, get this mail out of my courtroom. So as soon as I got out of court, I came straight to Macy's to see you, Doris. Oh, Chris, I'm so glad you won. <sighs> well, we're having a big Christmas party at the Brooks' home tomorrow morning. I'd like so much to see you and Susan there. We'll be there, Chris. Oh, Chris, couldn't you, couldn't you come home now and have dinner with us? Now? Tonight? Me? My goodness, Doris, it's, it's Christmas Eve. Alfred, Alfred, look, look who came all the way out here to the home just for our Christmas party. Chris, it's, it's Mr. Macy. Mr. Gimble, too. Oh, excuse me, Alfred. Mrs. Walker and Susan have to leave now, and I want to see them before they go. So forgive me, will you? 
But Susie, darling, you got so many presents. Not the one I wanted. Not the one Mr. Kringle was going to get for me. Well, what was it? It doesn't matter. I knew I wouldn't get it, but I thought he'd at least tell me why. Susie. I'm sorry, Susie. I tried my best, but... You couldn't get it because you're not Santa Claus. Susan. Just a nice old man like Mother said. But I was wrong when I told you that. You must believe in Mr. Kringle and keep right on doing it. You must have faith in him. But that doesn't make sense, Mother. Faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. What? I mean, just because things don't turn out the way you want them to the first time, you've still got to believe in people. I found that... Hello, Doris. Fred. Mr. Gailey, Mr. Gailey. Merry Christmas, Susie. Gosh, you just get here and we're ready to leave. Oh, I've been here. Oh. And if you're ready to leave, I'll drive you home. Before you go, here. Here's a map I've made for you. You'll miss a lot of traffic. About four miles south, you will see Ashley Avenue. Now, that's the street you want. Ashley Avenue. Thanks, Chris. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Fred. And to you, my dear. And to you, Susie. I believe, Mr. Kringle. I do. Silly, I suppose. But I do. I don't understand it, Fred. The map Chris gave definitely says Ashley Avenue. Well, we've been on Ashley Avenue stop now for... Stop the car! Oh, stop the car, please! Susie, what is it, darling? What's the matter? There it is! The house! The house! Susie! What in the world? She's running into that house. But at least there's no one home. It's, it's brand new. It's, it's just been built. Yeah, for sale, it says. For sale. What on earth is that child up to? Susie! Hey, Susie! Now, come right down. You know you shouldn't run around in other people's houses. That's strange. I'll say. No, no. I mean this house. I've seen this house somewhere. I know I have. Maybe in a magazine or... Mother, it's our house. It's the one I asked him for, Mr. Kringle. Mr. Kringle? I know it is. Oh, you were right, Mommy. You were right. Susie. Mommy told me that if things didn't turn out just the way you wanted them at first... You've still got to believe, and I kept believing. And you were right, Mommy. Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus. Now where are you going? In back to see if there's a swing. There is one. Oh, there is one. You told her that? About believing? Well, you told me, Fred. <laughs> a sign outside. For sale, huh? Well, we can't let her down, can we? I never really doubted you. It was just my silly common sense. <laughs> it even makes sense to believe in me now. I must be a pretty good lawyer. I take a little old man and legally prove to the world that he's Santa Claus. Now, you know that couldn't be... Fred! What's the matter? There, in the corner, by the fireplace. Oh, no. No. It, it can't be. It, it couldn't. A cane. Chris's cane. There couldn't be two canes like this anywhere in the world. Silver handle and all. Hey, you know something? Maybe I didn't do such a wonderful thing after all. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow The Riley and Kimmy Show. 
We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.